Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool, let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks Do Hollywood. It's a little detour from our usual show, a little mini-series for you guys. Um, if you've just joined us, this is your first time here. Basically, Mystery on the Rocks is a podcast where we drink cocktails and solve unsolved mysteries. That's Should we check if they know what a podcast is? A podcast <laughs> is what everyone is now doing. Yeah. Instead of Zoom. <laughs> Everyone um, in comedy has the, one of the these. The podcast has replaced the phone call. The phone call. <laughs> or of radio. No, radio, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, so we're doing a, a tiny little mini-series where we, we will explore the unsolved mysteries in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, which has been quite fun so far. I'm Masood, of course. With me, as always, is Suze Kepner. Hey, how did Paulie Shaw have a career? <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's a mystery for another time. <laughs> it is on the list. <laughs> Chris, write it down. <laughs> and Chris Stokes. Hello. Uh, welcome. What? 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 How have you been? <clears throat> yeah, I've had a pretty good couple of days. Reason being, uh, booked in a haircut. Finally, um, I haven't had it done yet, but I know it's happening on Wednesday morning, and I'm dead happy. <laughs> uh, so by the time this episode goes out, I'll have short hair. That's uh, amazing. Uh, can't wait. Uh, and. For the first time in nearly five months, I went on stage in front of an actual audience and did an actual gig. Uh, yeah, so I've had a good, good couple of days. Oh, that's lovely. Excellent. That's good. That's really nice. It's unusual for me. Isn't it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, here we go. Here comes a here comes a patented Chris story. It's been a crushing weekend. Yeah, and <laughs> you'll have you'll have missed some form of transport in one way or another, or, or someone will have wronged it you. It started somehow. out as a one out of ten, and it only went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Well, on um, my cat got bitten by a snake. Mm. What? There's snake? Oh yeah, there are snakes in this country. I yeah, I'm 99% certain that's what happened. Basically, on Tuesday morning, I was lying in my bed and I heard outside my cat going, raw, raw, raw. and I was like, bloody hell, what's happened to him? And I went downstairs, opened the door, he came running in and his side of his face was a bit swollen. All I was right. like, what's he done? And I assumed he's been stung by a wasp because he's always, I see him trying to catch him because he's an idiot. But his face swelled up all day and he was all like out of it all day and his face was going bigger and bigger and then it yeah. stayed like that for like three days. But he rallied a bit, his face was just swollen. I was keeping an eye on him and then Saturday morning, it 
bust. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. boy, was it oh disgusting. God. The answer Ugh. is yes. It was so gross. His face burst. So I had to squeeze his face and wash it out with salt water. Hot salt water. I'm a very unsqueamish person. It was literally making me gag. But I love my cat so much, I went, I will vomit on the floor if it means cleaning his gross face. Oh. It was. Did it come like, to that, or did you not have to vomit on the floor? I didn't. I wasn't sick oh. in the end because I'm okay. a hard, hero, hard hero. bastard. I'm a hero. But then today, he's absolutely fine. What kind of snake was it? Do you know what kind of snake it was? Oh, it, probably an adder. An adder, and they're poisonous. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I'm amazed he's not dead. You can see the reason I now think it's a snake rather than a wasp is yeah. it 100 percent looks like a snake. Oh, there's bite. two. There's two puncture I'll show you, Masood. Oh, Freddy. So what are we drinking? What are what are we drinking? That's a very good question. What are you having, Chris? That looks like an interesting little... So this is called a Queen's Park Swizzle. Queen's what? Park Swizzle. And I don't know why... I don't know the evolution or the origin of the name. Not a clue. Don't know whether it comes from Queen's Park, whether it originated there, like a bar there or something. Mm. Uh-huh. But um, it's a build-in-the-glass cocktail, so I didn't need a shaker or anything. Um, so you, uh, you get some mint leaves, you muddle them, and then you throw in some crushed ice... And then it's uh, rum and lime juice and simple syrup, more crushed ice, uh, a dash of bitters, and then you swizzle it all. Ah, you're you're coming round to rum. I quite like that. What about you, Suze? What are you drinking? Right. Here's what's in the glass. We've got Frangelico hazelnut liqueur, smokehead whiskey, equal Mm -hmm. parts. And then what I've added is some vanilla essence Uh and some simple syrup. I call it mmm sweets. <laughs> I love it. That's a great. Do you know what? That's I want to try it. It's really nice. It's. I thought it was going to be ludicrous, but I wouldn't care because I like. I'll drink simple syrup on its own. It's a, <laughs> Just I, for a drink. I, Hi, yeah. Uh, can I have a, a pint of simple syrup? Simple syrup, syrup please. <laughs> it's like half, half a pint of sugar. Oh um, God, what? It's, but oh. it's just like a tablespoon of simple syrup, like a little dash of vanilla essence, and then equal parts frangelico and smoked whiskey. whiskey, and it's n- really nice. What are you drinking, Masood? I'm. I've got a Michelada. So this is one we've had from a previous episode. Oh. I had a bit of beer left over in the fridge. And I was Lovely. like, oh, yeah. I did enjoy the Michelada. Michelada was the one I called a fizzy lasagna. Fizzy it lasagna, was like a yes. Fizzy That's part fizzy. of the reason I made it again, because I wanted to hear you say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, what what do we have today? What what juicy little morsel do you have for us to feast upon? It's the murder of Georgette Beredorf. A tiny little George. She was a, a socialite and an oil heiress, and she moved to Hollywood to try and make it out there. She was only 20 years old when she was oh, murdered. Wow. So she was already loaded before uh, she... Uh... Yes, but also she was trying to make her own way. So like, while she had yeah. a privileged start in life, and I'm sure that that was able to gift her a home and security, she was still out there trying to make her own money, and she was still out there mm-hmm. chasing her dream. Oh, uh, wow. We were in 1943 last week, weren't we? For yes. David Baker, 1944 now, mm-hmm. so we're still during the war. Now, she had moved to Hollywood to try and make it out there, and she was working at a place called the Hollywood Canteen. Oh, uh, yeah. And her job there was Famous. as a junior hostess, mm-hmm. Yeah. which mainly meant what she had to do, really, was dance with soldiers that were on leave. Oh. Um, oh, okay. I bet they were very respectful gentlemen. Yes, they sound like a real good bunch. Most of them were... Uh, some of them weren't, and almost certainly one of them murdered her. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, there you go. So. Oh, boy. I say almost certainly because there are some things that we, you know, uh, could have been anyone. 
But <laughs> yeah, on October the 12th, 1944, uh, a janitor, the janitor of the apartment complex and his wife, they mm-hmm. uh, went to the apartment. I, I, I either did routine maintenance or the maid was there to clean and the janitor was accompanying the, 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 the maid because he was married to her or mm. they'd been alerted to some dripping water. When they got into the apartment, they found her face down in the overflowing bathtub. Oh. She, she'd been assaulted as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. the way she'd been um, murdered was it was death by strangulation, but not by strangulation as you would think. She had a, a, a rag stuffed down her throat. Oh. Um, but what's mysterious about it is that from the wounds on her body and mm. everything, she put up a hell of a fight. Like wow. oh, such okay. a fight. A hell yeah. of a fight. And in the apartment, there was no signs of struggle. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So she'd been placed there? Possibly had been placed there. The day before she was murdered, she had been shopping with her father's secretary. And she'd cashed a cheque for $175, $90 of which she then spent on a plane ticket to El Paso in Texas. Because that's where apparently she had a boyfriend who had been a soldier that she'd met at the Hollywood Canteen. I see. She was dead excited about that. And apparently that night at the Hollywood Canteen, she told a friend of hers that she was going out to meet her uh, her boyfriend. She was excited about it. But also she seemed not herself. And she told her friend that apparently there was a soldier that was bothering her that night and he just wouldn't every time she was dancing with a soldier this other one would cut in Um. and she was not not happy about this and a little bit worried and she asked this friend if she would accompany her and stay at her apartment with her but her friend took that to just be that she was nervous about flying and so made excuses not to okay okay Anyway, so she left the Hollywood canteen that night. She picked up a hitchhiking soldier, dropped him off, and then she drove off. But apparently, according to him, she drove off in the opposite direction to her apartment. Oh. Hmm. She wasn't seen alive again. And then the next morning, she was found in the bathtub, face down, overflowing bathtub. Right. Strangled to death with that rag in her throat, mm-hmm. um, which was still there. They pulled it out. Like the moth in Silence of Yeah, exactly like that. They pulled uh, it out. And there's a photograph of that rag, actually. Oh. Does it just look like a rag? Yeah, with blood on it and stuff, and they just oh, that terrible film Jawbreaker um, with Rose McGowan. Have you seen that? No. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, they they basically play a prank on their friend by putting a jawbreaker in her mouth and taping it over. But then they open the they put her in the boot of a car and then they open it up and the jawbreaker's in her throat. Pam <gasps> Greer's in it. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and it's called, and it's called jawbreaker. jawbreaker. Yeah. Do you know what in 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 Britain they're called gobstoppers. Yes. Yeah. So what? They couldn't call the film that. It's probably why it didn't do well over here because they're oh like, God. "What the hell's a jawbreaker?" You know, when um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971 film, where they talk, mm-hmm. where where they've made the everlasting gobstopper. Yes. yes. And it's this tiny little thing. As a kid, yeah. that confused me so much because I was like, "That Same. is not a gobstopper." That's not a gob- go- no. gobstoppers. Were about the size of a fist, and they're a ball. And they stop as well. your gob. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yeah. like this tiny little thing. I was like, "But then, if it's I everlasting, ever... then it doesn't have to be massive, doesn't it?" No. Because you can, you can, if you think about like, uh, you know, like economically as well as environmental impact, you could ship <laughs> out, you know, a box full of them, 
you know, double, yeah. triple, even quadruple yeah. the amount in one box versus a large tennis ball-sized gobstopper. That's you know. true. Uh, so not only was the no sign of a struggle in the apartment, despite the fact that she clearly put up a massive fight, mm. she went out fighting, basically. Um, yeah. Good for her. Yeah, and uh, her car was missing, and it was found 10 miles away, and it had just run out of petrol. So what they think is oh. that the person that killed her stole the car, drove yeah. as far as they could, and then legged it. Right. Uh, there was damage in the car as well, so they don't. Th- they think the person that uh, had killed her and then drove the car had hit some other car or, or something and damaged the car. Oh, okay. Oh, they said inside, like internally, like no, no, it was damaged just bashed it up and then took a shit in it and then ran away. There was a dent <laughs> in one of the fenders. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you imagine? Sort of like I've 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 made sure that there's no sign of a struggle at the apartment. I've done so well here. Yeah. I think I deserve. A little bit of my DNA in her car. In her car, just a little bit. Just it's like it's my calling card. It's your calling card. It's just shit in people's yeah. cars. Absolutely, mate. They call me the car shitter. <laughs> the car shitter. That's, That's nothing to be proud of, Steve. <laughs> well, wh- what did they get you for, wanking, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate so much that we're bunkmates. It's just, it's the worst cell to be in. It is literally it is the worst cell. It's covered in jizz and shit. It's awful. Now they did think that maybe it was a robbery that escalated into a murder but nothing was stolen mm. she had all her jewelry uh, i mean bearing in mind it was in a flat as well there was a large roll of dollar bills thousands of dollars worth of silver that was just lying yeah. in an open case in the flat that right. wasn't taken because yeah as we know she was an heiress and, and she probably let that slip at some point so people would have oh, known yeah. that she was yeah and the thing about uh, the, the, the the thing that leads people to believe that it was premeditated and that murder was always the goal was that mm. there was like a, a sensor light like a, an automatic nightlight okay. over oh, yeah. over the outside entrance of the apartment right. so by the front door. That yeah. had been unscrewed just to turn so that Ooh. it wouldn't turn on. Oh, shit. That's, oh, no. I don't like that at all. That's devious. Yeah, the murderer had stood on a chair in order to do that. Planned. Um, and fingerprints were found on the bulb. Planned as oh, hell. Oh, shit. Did they find they didn't match it? No, they couldn't. Did find who 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 matched the. Did, the did she end up in any films or or TV or anything? Did she have any film credits to her? Or? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was very she much a case of like while I'm trying to become an actor, I uh, oh. will work at the Hollywood Canteen. And but, how long was um, she there for? Like six months, a year? What was uh, it? What was I went. Just... Like when did she move to Hollywood? She moved to Hollywood in the August, so she was only oh, there three blimey. months. Fucking hell! That's not even. Oh man! Oh. Because it's admirable when someone is from that kind of money and they are going, no, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to get a job. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean, I dare say that that's why she ended up with an apartment. Yeah, of course. She didn't have to worry about that. But also she was still trying to make her own money. And and you know what? Like, if I was from a privileged background and I could have a flat, I'd have one. Oh god! Yeah. She bought this. She bought this plane ticket to El Paso to go and see her boyfriend out mm, of her own pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't ask her parents for she that. She cashed or her dad for that. Yeah. yeah, she cashed a paycheck and then went and yeah. uh, bought mm-hmm. the plane ticket. Uh, obviously, bearing in mind they wanted to talk to this guy, she turned up dead. Yeah. What did they say to him? What did they ask him? Okay. Did you do so Did you do, Wait, did you do? <laughs> The El Paso soldier, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, was mm-hmm. a man named Jerome Brown. Right, you know, he was stationed at a place called Fort Bliss, which was near El Paso. She'd arranged to fly down. She bought the plane ticket. He'd exchanged letters and phone calls. And apparently, like, they, it was a long-distance relationship. Uh, and he gave okay. them the letters. He gave the police the letters 
that he, he complied. He, he was very, it. very cooperative. Yeah, and, and also he was able to prove fairly quickly they'd been in Texas at the time of the murder. That's not it, you don't have to worry about having an alibi if you're in a different state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to contest that? Yeah. yeah. So him. he was instantly ruled out as a suspect. There were other suspects. Do you remember me telling you that the night before she was murdered, there was a soldier that was bothering her? Kept yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Bothersome. <laughs> obviously, they wanted to, obviously, they wanted to talk to him. Now, he'd constantly kept cutting in when she was dancing with other servicemen, and he kept, apparently kept insisting that she danced okay. with him. He has an amazing name. It's not Bothersome <laughs> Joe? What no, it's it? not Bothersome Joe. It's better than Bothersome Joe. It's better Joe. than Bothersome Joe. Yes. It's it? Cosmo Volpe. Oh, for fuck's sake. Cosmo Volpe. Of course he was a I piece mean, of that's shit. The, that's the name. Yeah, exactly. That's the name of someone who is really annoying. Because that, that's they'll always introduce themselves, full name. Hi there. Cosmo Volpe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmo Volpe. Know. Hello I'm there. The... Cosmo Volpe. I've just come down from the sky. It's me. You know. I, I'm, really? Yes, I'm from the Colorado Volpes. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Heads up. I'm Cosmo Volpe. You may have heard of me. <laughs> He thinks he's very important. Uh, he also walks into every room like Kramer from Seinfeld and hopes that people clap and cheer <laughs> when he walks in, but they don't. <laughs> he bursts in like smiling, just like, huh? Uh-uh. Huh? Uh? I guess who? That's right, it's me, Volpe. <laughs> I bet he says his name twice as well. Yeah. Hello, my name's Cosmo Volpe. Cosmo An Volpe. An absolute double-namer. Yes, you heard that right, Cosmo Volpe. Obviously, they wanted to talk to him, and it was very easily traced as well because... Yeah. Because his fucking name. I know, but I don't think he tell. He might not have told anybody his name, but also like, it's where servicemen would go, right. and you know where servicemen. Yeah. Stay. Oh right. right. Oh, so it's okay. Right. Right. Okay. So because 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 soldiers were dancing and going there and socialising there, you know where the soldiers are. Yeah. So you go there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And so he's very easily found. He admitted to the police that he had been dancing with her, but he did. Uh, he refuted any claims that he'd annoyed or upset uh-huh. her um, and said, at the time, no, she was vivacious and happy. I'm Cosmo Volpe. She loved it. <laughs> oh, what are you, you? I think that should be our new name. That should be our new name for, for that. It's always pull a little Cosmo he went, Volpe. He That's said, our... I'm Cosmo Volpe. And as a feminist, I would never make a woman feel uncomfortable. So that's why I know yes, that that's exactly. Like... He was exactly the 1944 version <laughs> of that. I don't think we can call him anything other than Cosmo Volpe. I'm not going to call him Cosmo and I'm not going to call him it's Volpe. Cosmo I'm going to call him every single time Cosmo, Cosmo Volpe. As an ally of women. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the only time someone anytime someone says that to anyone and puts their hand on your knee, fucking I'm run. An, I'm an ally. Run Just so you know you're safe. Hey, hey, sugar nip. I'm Cosmo Volpe. Cosmo Volpe. I'm a man ahead of my time. Don't be afraid. Why are you running? I think it's great that you're trying to make your own mm-hmm. money. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> do you know what? It really turns me on that you're so independent. Why don't you come back to my room and show me how independent you can be? Oh, my balls! <laughs> yes, run a bath. I like my ladies clean. Cosmo, Volpe, you filthy, He filthy didn't do man. it. He wouldn't have gone back to the he scene. Didn't do it. No. He's too, he's, no. Unless he, he wanted to so look Cosmo normal. Volpe is out. He said to the police that he danced three or four times with her before he left with his sergeant, James Driscoll, to go back to barracks. They'd hitchhiked back there. Hitchhiking was a thing back then, clearly. Seems to be. It seems like in the 40s, everyone just did it and it's like, cool. Well, I think it's the trustworthy thing is, because apparently Georgette Berdorf was quite trusting of servicemen some people would say that was naive and i know she did end up dead but also (laughs) 
it was the it was the war, and they didn't know the war was yeah. going to end. And yeah. like you'd help soldiers out out of patriotic when duty. they they were like superstars. Yeah, exactly. Yes, um, so brave. So occasionally she would let people sleep over. Cosmo Volpe wasn't one of them because no. even though he'd been bothering her the She's whole time, creepy. he got back to the barracks at eleven thirty p.m. Okay. Uh, checks were made by the police, and mm-hmm. that was borne out. He had an alibi. She, he right. was not involved in the murder of George Bodo. He was just a creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a reply guy, not a kill guy. <laughs> there was also the hitchhiker that she took back, uh, left the Hollywood canteen between 10.30 and 11.30. Uh, along the way, she saw a hitchhiking soldier, gave him a ride. The soldier was a guy called Gordon Ardland. I've said, I, I even get the first syllable because it's double A. Ardland. Okay. Ardland, Ard. like an Ardland. He's, he's an Ardland, mate. He's an odd lad. And then mm. he told the police that during the drive, she was telling him all about how she was going to visit her boyfriend in Texas the next day. Yeah. Uh, she seemed excited mm. by it. And then she had to get home quickly because she was expecting a call from him. Right. She dropped this sergeant off on Sunset Boulevard and drove away. Sunset Boulevard. So she left, be- she left between 10.30 and 11.30. She's given that soldier a lift, dropped him off at Sunset Boulevard. The creep that had been bothering her, he'd gone back to barracks, so he's not involved. Mm. She's gone back to the apartment, but according to the hitchhiker, drove a different direction. But she ended up back at the apartment because that's where she was found. Yeah, that's where she was found. Well, eventually she ended up there, yeah. Yeah. During the night, uh, the janitor who found her, Fred Atwood, during the early hours of that morning, he was awoken. He heard a woman's heels walking along the kitchen floor above his own apartment, which is where she lived. Then he heard a loud crashing sound. He assumed that it was like a tray being dropped. Right. He was like, oh, she just dropped something. I'll go back to sleep. And then another neighbor gave an account of an incident. And I can't believe this. And, I don't, I, and you can't even tell me that because 1944 was a different time. If you'd have, if you'd have heard this happen... I don't know how you'd react, but it wouldn't be the way right. this guy reacted. Another neighbour gave an account of an incident. He heard a scream, and then he heard her shout something. And I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what he, she shouted in a minute. <laughs> he heard okay. her shout something, and then he was like, oh, well, that must have been an argument. And then he went back to sleep. No, fuck off. Oh, what did my you, God. Okay, all right, what did he... The exact words were, and he had to tell the police this. Oh, yeah, no, I heard her say this. What he heard her say was, stop, stop, you're killing me. Oh my god! No, that's he was telling her she was hearing a really good joke. Is, yeah. and she said, "Stop, stop it! You're killing it, me! Stop it! You're oh. killing me! It's too funny! You're killing me! That's fucking insane!" I don't. You hear know. somebody say that and you just go, "Rash, probably call the police, shouldn't I?" Yeah, I mean, I don't care who you are. Yeah. No. Even if, even, even if your neighbours argue, like yeah. I've, I've, I've lived in flats where you can hear the neighbours and you can hear them arguing. If I heard them say that, I'd be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. yeah. It, in saying that, though, um, the neighbours don't do fuck all. <laughs> so, I know, I like, know. But I mean, so, like, yeah, that's it's why a bit you... weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's one of those things where you go like, I would. And then you go. But mm. she then turns up dead. Right. The police yeah. obviously come around and ask questions. You have yeah. to tell the police. Oh, no, I heard her say this. Do you think that's connected? That's, yeah. It's it, it, to be fair. That's if mad, I did hear somebody saying, stop it, stop it. You're killing me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling the police. I'm 100% calling yeah. the police. I'm not going to go, oh, he might kill me. It's the bystander effect, isn't it? That's what yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of um, Kitty Genovese? You heard of the murder of Kitty Genovese? Basically, it was a woman in the, I think, the mid-60s who was stabbed outside her apartment in Queens in New York. And um, 38 witnesses Fucking heard, hell. What? heard and saw it happened and no one called the police. And it's, Are you serious? Um, mm-hmm. 
it then Jesus. turned out that some people that the, the amount of witnesses was very exaggerated however okay. a number of people did hear this woman and see this woman being stabbed to death and went well i'm staying out of it Fuck they just assumed off. they all when questioned assumed somebody else would call the police what yeah and that's it's called the bystander effect. So that's obviously what happened to this. I think I studied that in psychology at A level. Oh really? I th- not that not this case. Not that case, but, mm-hmm. but I, the, by, the bystander effect bystander is effect. Is, is a very real thing. I don't know whether you could do it now, but mm. I'm pretty sure a group of a group of us went onto Warsaw High Street and pretended that one of the girls had had a bag nicked. Oh right. So, yeah. So somebody to see would, what people would somebody do. would run up. Uh, it wasn't me. It was another one of the one of the lads would run up and take <laughs> the bag and then Chris run had off. to be the girl. <laughs> oh my god, my bag! He's <laughs> stealing my bag. He really went for it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm now picturing Chris dressed up completely. Amy, Katie, Sarah, Samantha, Emma. I don't think you're going to be able to play this role. Okay. <laughs> I think I can nail it, and I really yeah. think. You- but like Chris is dressed up like <laughs> how in Monty Python would they dress up as women? He dresses up like that. Yeah, thing yeah. The um, what were they called? The wooden tops pepper or muffins? Pots. They called them the pepper, pepper tops. Pepper, pepper pots. Pepper yeah, pepper yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stole in my bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So we've got we've got this we've got this shit neighbor who has clearly heard a murder going on and has mm-hmm. gone oh that's probably all right yeah. and gone back to yeah. sleep. You're killing me. Well, you She's like I heard now? a lady getting told a real good joke by a funny man. Everybody's killing somebody in this world, <laughs> but some of us are trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's heard something. Now, did anyone get any wind of what this person might have looked like? Or, you know, no. they couldn't see into the apartment when this was happening. I'm going to call it a sensor light. It's called an automatic nightlight in everything mm. I read, which must have just been a the term at the time yeah, for the it's sensor. sensor light. It's what we have now. It's a sensor light, yeah. That was turned off. Yeah. See, that's yeah. that feels premeditated. So then they think that was somebody lying in wait for her. Mm. Mm. Well, listen, it's all very serial killery, yeah. but this isn't the golden age of the serial killer. We've got this thing of, of there's nothing, there's no struggle in the apartment. It looked like she properly went for this, this guy. There's this interesting detail as well. Yes. The murder weapon... Mm-hmm. And it's it's generous to call it a weapon, but it did kill her. It's the bit of fabric that was in her throat. Of course, yeah. Right. Mm. So when they took that out, it was a type of bandage, and it was called uh, it was called a crepe tetra, and it's used for injuries such as sprains and strains. Like you know, so you put it on your ankle or. Yeah. And it's not so specific you to get anywhere? given by a doctor. <gasps> Possibly working in a hotel. Mm. <laughs> hotel doctor. Uh, they looked at it, and an uh, investigation found that the bandage had come from a 10-inch roll of this. Oh, okay. Police discovered that rolls of that particular size had not been sold in the US for the last 22 years. Shit. Oh, my God, it was vintage. It ha- either, yeah, vintage, or it had to have been imported from England or France. Oh. But it didn't lead them to any suspects. Oh. Uh, and obviously they ruled out the robbery gone wrong because there was no money stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, actually, a little bit had been taken from her purse, apparently, but I don't know whether you'd know what had been taken from her purse and what hadn't. Well, no, she might have spent it, and they're like... Yeah, all of the stuff in the flat, that was still there. Yeah, and that was very mm. expensive stuff, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Because she still had a pyjama top on when she was found in the bath, yeah. they reckon that the killer struck when she was getting ready for bed. But the killer could have already been in her apartment. Yeah, lying mm. in wait. Yeah. Because of the sensor light thing. But I she put up I'm... a major struggle. Yet yeah, no evidence in the apartment. From uh, they can tell from the wounds, a lot of them were defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so she put up a hell of a fight, which makes it weird that there was no sign of any struggle That's in the apartment. He, they, he could have tidied up. That's the terrifying. He thing. could have. I guess he could have. But like, can you tidy up to that degree? I think mm. what most likely happened is is that the struggle was probably very contained. So like, if mm-hmm. he was a big enough person to overpower her, like the struggle she could put up wouldn't need to take place in any element of like square meterage could have yeah, taken place yeah. right where he held her yeah and she could have just fought for her life while he held her still that's yeah. possible yeah. yeah that's true of course there are those two soldiers that were eliminated as suspects there are also a couple of known killers that were questioned so a short time after her murder police in san diego jailed a man when he murdered a 65 year old woman by forcing a towel down her throat oh. and they were like that's a similar oh. mo he was 20 years old this guy Robert White he admitted apparently to having been in LA and Hollywood at the time of George Edward's oh, murder shit. but 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 he denied he ever did it okay he wasn't okay. a soldier or anything he wasn't no 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 guy. and he de- he de- he denied it so much that when police looked into it they ge- they they actually were like he's probably right because we can't find anything mm. that links yeah. this I didn't murder a 65-year-old woman, though. Oh, yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll get you for that. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you are going down <laughs> yeah. for that, but you didn't do oh, this Oh, and he's like, that was nuts. That, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of like, yeah, no, I did that woman. Not that one, though. Not that one. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's like, uh, oh, yeah. okay, maybe we should take that seriously. Uh, yeah. There was another yeah. guy called Otto Wilson. He admitted to hacking to death two women hours apart at two separate hotels in downtown LA. Jeez. Uh, but police could find nothing to link him to the murder of Georgia Bowdoin. You got the wrong guy. I hack women to pieces. I don't <laughs> stuff things down their throat. I'm not sick. That sounds like a pervert to me. That's what you got. You yeah. got a pervert right there. I just like to cut them up into itty bitty little pieces. 
Okay, so they, they found two other... It's strange that they found these two other killers and they're like, they're not our guys. Should we let them go? Well, yeah, they gotta kill again. Well, they didn't let them go. They were in for other murders. They were definitely going down, but they were like they were, they were questioning them about this particular murder and oh, they okay. couldn't link them. Um, right. There was a confession. Oh. Uh, now, had some a news article come out? Had a news As article always. come out? Of course, A couple yeah. of months after the murder, this happened in October, in December, uh, a guy called John Sumter walked into John FBI offices Sumter. in San Francisco and confessed right. to it. Oh, God. One of those false confessions. Yeah, he told detectives he'd met her on a streetcar, which is a tram, and she'd asked him if he'd like to go back to her house. Okay. Uh, and then he told police another soldier had visited while he was there, and then once the soldier had left, he'd killed Georgette Bowdoin. And police okay. were doubtful because bits of his story didn't make sense with what they knew. So, like, sometimes police do that. They withhold mm -hmm. evidence. Right. Yeah, um, so, that they, so that people yeah. don't write these confessions and this sort of thing happens, yeah. Yeah, and that, so he couldn't have been the killer. And when they confronted him with this, he, could, he said, yeah, all right, I made things up. And the reason he made it up is so sad. Oh, it's no. not like any other false confession I've ever heard of or read before. Oh, no. Basically, he'd lied because he couldn't bring himself to commit suicide and thought the electric chair would mean he'd have to die. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Okay, yeah. so he's like, Wow. Oh. Uh, and also this, this idea that mental health is just a new thing it's like oh, oh right come yeah, on. yeah yeah they, they, it, it's yeah. just that things weren't in place for people no. to be well they shot no, them all, they them all in a big help. fucking yeah. building and had one psychiatrist for every yeah. 50 patients and was yeah. like exactly. okay guys so it sounds like you all um, want to fuck your mothers I goodbye i was listening <laughs> to a podcast about it and they said like we we're basically in the middle ages in terms of mental health at the moment yeah, we're absolutely. no longer in the dark ages but yeah. we're certainly not in like that's such the, a good uh, levels with other medicine yeah. no. i mean it's not i mean that's no i suppose that's no comfort to people at the moment but like it gives hope for the future like it's, yeah. yeah it's it's certainly oh, yeah. a lot yeah. better than yes everyone being in in the same prison like outfits and then if you're bad you get shoved into a padded room yeah like, like the asylum in sweeney todd after about a year after uh so in september the following year 1945 a letter was printed in the los angeles examiner mm -hmm. which was apparently uh written by the killer Fuck. threatening to do it again and i'll do it again Ooh. see yeah so the letter yeah, read, she's already dead uh, the letter read to the los angeles police almost a year ago georgia berdorf age 20 Hollywood canteen hostess was murdered in her apartment in West Hollywood between now and October 11th, a year after her death. The one who murdered her, meaning the writer, yeah. will appear at the Hollywood canteen. The murderer will be in uniform. Since he's committed the murder, he's been in action in Okinawa. The murder of Georgette Baradorf was divine retribution. Let the Los Angeles police arrest the murderer if they can. Some people have said that it was a prankster. Well, that letter was, it yeah, was. absolutely. That letter yeah. feels because that's like proper that. balls. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I think that's pretty, pretty much it. Okay. Uh, the murder yeah. weapon, the car, the light bulb, all of that. The the the, the neighbors hearing the things, mm. and then the few suspects. I think it being a soldier, if you're going to lend it to the anonymity or being able to go away, can work in the favor of this killer is that they can do it and then they just pop back into service and they yeah. and if they die overseas or whatever or they come back like no one's ever going to know so he's if the murderer is a soldier they've kind of got the perfect well uh, you know 
yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, but there's, there are plenty of bits of this case that are like some people focus on, and then I think it tells a different story to what could have happened. Mm. So like it's passed yeah. into it's passed into f- uh, folklore, like the the sequence of events. So she picked up this hitchhiker, she dropped him off at Sunset Boulevard, and then she drove off in the opposite direction. Uh, but she must have gone back to the apartment, yeah. and then the killer took the car, and it ran out of gas when they were running away. But what if she didn't go back to the apartment? She ran out of gas herself. Yeah, and, and she walked back. And got picked up by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Ten miles away from home to go back to her apartment. She was like, I've been so stupid. I was doing this. I, I shouldn't have done this. Maybe she was fear- frightened of flying. So when her friend was like, oh, she was just frightened of flying. I'm not going to go and stay at her apartment for that. She needs to grow up. Mm. Maybe she was frightened of flying and decided, I'm going to drive to Texas. <laughs> Ran out of petrol. Yeah. And then... Yeah got picked up by somebody who took advantage, took her back to the apartment, and that's what killed her. The, yeah. the, the, the killer never took the car. No. She was driving away and yes. the, the car she herself. Might. Well, when you said, oh, her car had... Yeah. When you said, oh, her car had been found out of petrol, my first thought was, oh, she ran out of petrol and was walking for help. Yeah. And then good. Yeah, because, I mean, also, the only mind, that was 10 miles away. So... Yeah. That, that maybe... Maybe that's what happened. And also, this, this, I mean, like, you know, a man hitchhiking is always going to be safer than a woman hitchhiking. So, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, maybe, maybe they've got that the wrong way around and the killer yeah. never took the car. Yeah. And she took the car, was going somewhere else for whatever reason, we'll never know. Uh, yeah. Ran out of And in those days, they didn't believe in the concept of the serial killer, did they? No, that it's was it until the relatively 70s, yeah. new that people realised that's a thing. And even then, that it the was term seen wasn't as like really a real anomaly. Wasn't no, really. the, the term didn't yeah. exist. When the when the Charles Manson, when the Manson murders happened, the first ones happened, and then there were some more, like almost immediately. Mm. And the police were like, "Oh, this is someone copying his method." It never occurred to them that whoever it was had just done it again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a really weird thing how new the idea of a serial killer is. And also, kind of like really naive this idea that like there's pure evil in some people. Yeah. Mm. Like um, the the fact that I mean this idea of a motive is a little bit outdated in some people because mm. sometimes they don't need a motive. No, they sometimes just want to do they it. Sometimes they just want sometimes it. Sometimes the motive they is I want it. to kill. And the yeah. motive, so a motive humanizes them and makes it a bit more bearable. You can understand yeah. and potentially predict. The next one, but the idea is you feel safe because yeah. there's yeah. a way of stopping. There's, yeah, there's there's like a there's a human behavior, there's a pattern you can you can kind of yeah you can get yeah. ahead of. But the fact is, yes, sometimes yeah. they're just fucking crazy and they don't have Look any at that. reason. What was his name? What was his name? The awful one who it was only about 2012. He was caught. The one who was always laughing in his deposition. Oh fuck! Oh, who what was, was that? his name? Oh shit! And he like the his um. Obviously, it's only it's less than ten years ago he was caught. Uh, Who was I can't it? remember how many girls he killed, but he was about thirty, yeah. and um, he would plan for months killing someone. Yeah, and he'd drive several states away and plan it, and then leave his murder weapons in little secluded spots. Um, and there was no way you could outsmart this guy. Yeah, and that's and it. He loved that. He loved the fact that no one could outsmart him. And, and I don't know how many girls he killed, but it was so many. It's usually that that outsmarting thinking they can't be outsmarted that is their downfall because they're like no one can outsmart yeah, me get, and then they start they start getting they get a god prodding the yeah police it's like the the ted bundy thing wasn't yeah. it it's like oh on your first murder you're meticulous and yeah. by your 20th yeah. murder you go oh shit where did i put the wrench yeah because you've got but uh, that that i mean like you, the thing is that's so believable because that's the same with edinburgh shows <laughs> yeah yeah it's it is it's like I, 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 I just i just i just need one i just need one yeah. 
<laughs> three three previews edit. will be fine. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it'll be fine. Oh, please, I'll get up there and I'll spend the morning of my first show working on it. So that's that. That's my theory about the mechan- like the actual physics of them going there. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't then know how I would make that work with the untwisted light bulb. I was thinking about that. Because yeah. that, feels, that feels like that's premeditated and it's like she's going to come back to the apartment. Yeah. Um, but if she was 10 miles away, unless they were following her, of course, mm-hmm. was the other wow. thing. Wow. And they what? And they got to the apartment beforehand, twisted the light out. Yep. And then we're like, I'm going to follow her for the rest because you could yeah. you could do that in the day. Yeah, you could do that. You could yeah, twist it out in the day, yeah. and then it wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't notice. Yeah. So it would only be at night that you notice, and she's the only person approaching the apartment. So they were like, I'll do that in the day. Go to the Hollywood canteen. That's where she works. Follow her. Shit. With this. Oh, oh, she's got a soldier in a car. Oh, she's dropped him off at Sunset Boulevard. Now she's going a different that's way. That's fucking weird. horrible. That. Oh no, she's run out of petrol. Fucking hell! Um, I mean, it's it's definitely Israel Keys. That's who I was thinking of. Israel Keys. Oh yes. Um, So uh, yeah, really. uh, really What about your theory, Masood? Because I so I was thinking about the 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 light thing. I think they did that not so that so that they wouldn't trip the light, so that no one else would see them. Because obviously the security light goes off, and maybe Mm. other people go, "Oh, somebody's there." So it's not to tip. So she's not in the apartment when that happens. So that so they don't come. They don't do that light at the benefit of her. So let's say she got home. If we're talking about yeah. premeditated, right? So they wait for her to get home somehow. Let's say she doesn't get picked up by anybody. She walks home. The light thing isn't to make sure that she ten miles. That's a long old time. Walk. I mean, people people walked a lot back then. That's a <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's a good two hour out. walk. But if she, yeah, if she left at like. She left the club at half eleven. That would put it at half past two, which I suppose would tally with the middle of the night things. Or she gets picked up and he just follows yeah. them, right? The 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 light possibly isn't for the benefit of her not noticing him coming in. It's for the benefit of making sure that no one else sees him, other people entering yeah. or leaving. Yeah. So like he, I think he, I like your idea of it, him doing it in the daytime. That makes a lot of sense to me because it's like, I mean, what what better time? I mean, listen. I mean, it's clearly premeditated. Yeah. The two screws thing, just enough that it wouldn't turn yeah, on. They know. Also, that you would that you wouldn't notice a bulb missing. Yeah. Like they were out to kill her. Oh yeah. Which kind of would then mean that following her about for the whole day isn't out of the isn't question. Out of the question. I so. still think yeah. it's potentially another soldier, just because I think that's the perfect way to, for them to dip out of, yeah, dip out into into whatever and then come back. Um, someone who's just, just a nasty piece of work. Who, mm. who did follow her, and and also I think your theory of, of it being contained in the house. I mean, the st- I sort of thought to myself if if he'd done it in beforehand, and let's say he he'd murdered her somewhere else, and then brought her yeah. up the stairs, and she wasn't quite dead, and then she screamed in the apartment. So he you know the struggle happened elsewhere. Yeah. He brings her upstairs, you know, and and does the like you know very charming Michael Caine thing where someone spots her goes oh, oh she's just a little bit worse for wear <laughs> just in case someone spots her <laughs> oh, and then goes inside yeah and she's still alive he's like fuck and then she struggles a bit more and he's like right runs the bath shoves her in and then and then he's and then he's because the thing's already in her throat yeah yeah so he so he I think the I think the bathtub was a was a last ditch effort he she wasn't quite gone. And he's like, shit. Okay. All right. Blind panic. Yeah, yeah. That's what you'd do. That's what you would do, Masood. Right? Yeah, Masood's like, Masood's like, <laughs> if I did it. My new, my new book, If I Did It, is uh, out, out on. If I Did It by Masood. Is out an ebook. Uh, I'm doing an audio book of it as well, where I read the book. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the, I feel that 
he he'd gone there he'd, he'd mm. done it elsewhere and he brought her back and then yeah that wasn't for the the benefit of her not seeing him that's interesting it was for the yeah. benefit of no one else seeing him so what when uh, so that's when they heard the heard a shout stop it stop it you potentially yeah is that she wasn't quite gone and he was like ah oh, fuck but she'd have the thing in her throat oh yeah or unless he shoved it in her throat as to... she was like he beat he probably like beat her up and was like that should be enough yeah that'll be fine and then he's and then she's like ah and he's like fuck yeah because then of course the yeah you're right because these signs of a struggle not being in the flat yeah but evidenced on her on her yeah on her body yeah mm. that's what I think that that. That 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 scans. <laughs> that, that's Speaking yeah. of scanning, Suze, have you got anything from the archives? Ah, uh, well, good news because we happen to have covered a mystery that was also covered on Almonds and Champagne's Fall Harbor. Oh. oh, the ladies are back. The ladies are back, and they. And have guys, recorded. you should follow Almonds and Champagne on Twitter. Absolutely. We don't know who's done it. It's not us, but somebody has yeah, got I've, an Almonds and um, Champagne Twitter account. Yeah, and like the more we say it isn't us, the more it will sound like it's. Actually I know, us. I know. No, we did not set this up, uh, and it's, it's very funny. There's um backstory and everything. So, Armas and Champagne released a song which was quite controversial. I'll at just the time. say they posted another one. I'm sorry to pause it, but I just I thought I'd check, and it's uh, it's me and Masood in the army. Oh, that one's brilliant! That? I really like that. One. <laughs> I've only just noticed I've seen that. One. I really saw that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That one's really good. I like that one. <laughs> it's very good. I like all the um, tracks they've Yeah, the track said. names are fantastic. Yeah. Tra- yeah. Well, this song that they released uh, about Georgette, their song about her was called Stop, Stop, You're Killing Me. And some have said it's quite offensive to do a song this jaunty about something so tragic. But um, Arms and Champagne have argued that it's uh, all about juxtaposition. Mm they were the first two people to shout fake news, fake news. And it was about how they were being treated by the press. They were like, oh, you two are making light of this girl's murder. And they said, no, our jaunty track is juxtaposition <laughs> to highlight the horror of the murder. Right. So would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Stop, stop, you're killing me. Stop, stop, you're killing me. what the neighbor did. Oh, it's awful. Georgia Bowerdorf found dead in a full bath. She picked up a hitchhiker and at some point she'd abandoned her car. Who killed little Georgia? It wasn't robbery and it wasn't a bet. No killer's been found in this murder so bloody. And I'll tell you who's a prick. It's Cosmo Volpe. Oh, yeah, I hate that guy, Armin. I know. He reads Jordan Peterson. Ew, that's so gross. Her nightlight had been cunningly unscrewed. She'd been murdered by a rat, no rescue. Killer waiting in her home and she never knew. And there's one crazy theory no one's pointing to. Nobody's blaming that bathful of water. We know what destroyed this poor baron's daughter. She drank a load of bathwater and now she's gone. Georgette died cause of a stupid drinking game. Gone wrong. I know he didn't do it, Champagne, but I really hate Cosmo Volpe. Oh, yeah, total incel bitch. That was Stop, Stop, You're Killing Me Absolutely. by Armands and Champagne off their fourth album. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. That's so Tough good. Tough to have it. 
Yeah. You have to have it. <laughs> Do you remember a few episodes back we set a challenge to see if anybody could set, uh, solve the mystery of the theme music? <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Um, I'm not going to reveal it because then there's no fun, but somebody messaged on Instagram with the right answer. Uh, they did. Uh, they nailed it. Uh, yeah, and not 40 minutes before we sat down to record this episode, my phone rang, and it was Will hmm. Duggan, former guest Will Duggan. Hey. And he said, I'm sitting in traffic, I'm listening to Mystery on the Rocks, and you've just asked whether anyone knows what the music is in the theme mm-hmm. tune. And yeah. he nailed it. Oh, Oh, very impressed. Yeah, so we'll form that's two right answers so far. Anybody else wants to take a guess, go ahead. If you know what the remix uh, that I've created with theme tune, what the original piece of music is, good for you. (laughs) But yeah, I was actually surprised when someone worked it out. Is it, we write on a postcard and then you send it in, isn't that like a Blue Peter thing or something? Yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll read it out. We we should set up a PO box thing. Yeah. Send it to the, yeah. to the PO box, one of which that is equidistant from all of our houses that none of us will check. Because <laughs> yeah. um, um, we'll just assume the other two are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's closer to you than it is. Which I think is what happened on the email thing for a while. It's Actually, a- I haven't checked <laughs> the emails for a while. I, yes, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I think I'm we have all assumed that somebody else is checking. I'm going to check the emails just be like, right now. Just oh my case. God, Channel 4 want to make a show with us. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they said that they, it, it went to junk in, in, in February. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, you know, that's fucking hey, this is I'm loving this Hollywood series. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. You can find us in all the usual places. Twitter. Instagram, Mr. on the Rocks. That's at Mr. on the Rocks, R-O-X. You can find us on at the fucking emails. You can Mr. the Rocks at gmail.com if you're like, hey guys, none of you check your emails. And that will be a test <laughs> and then we'll tell you that we do. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. We're also streaming every Thursday, 8 p.m. BST, although that won't be BST for too much longer. Um, for much longer, yeah. British time, basically. British time, 8 p.m. Yeah. on a Thursday. Um, twitch.tv slash mystery on the rocks and you can also find each of us individually on our own twitch streams uh twitch.tv slash chris underscore stokes twitch.tv uh kentner or one word yeah and then twitch.tv masood milas or one word Um, and if you join our live stream after listening to this episode on the day that it drops which will be the 6th of August we are a third of the way through our own version of Scorsese's Casino oh yes Yes. that is a lot of fun do tune in for that that has been quite a joy I've been enjoying that I've really been There's enjoying it. There's a whole lot that. going on there. Um, absolutely. So, that's that's it. That's all of it, isn't it? That's almost it. That's almost it. There's one more revelation about the murder oh. of Georgette Berardo. Oh. She was an alien. That will lead, lead, lead in seamlessly to next week because... <gasps> it's a two-parter. It's only one of the biggest mysteries. And why hasn't Mystery on the Rocks covered it yet? Ooh. Well, little do you know that it fits into our Hollywood miniseries because there are some people that believe... The person that killed Jordette Beredorf yes. was the same person as the one who killed the Black Dahlia. Oh my <gasps> oh god. Oh my god, oh my god, you guys. That is so tune in next week yes. where we finally do the Black Dahlia. Holy shit. Oh shit. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Yes. You have to this tune in next week now. And then also like us on iTunes and give us five stars and leave a review. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, that's all, everybody. Good. Boy, oh boy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.